In a world where movies are abundant, but podcasts are, well, well, podcasts are also abundant, comes another podcast about movies. You're listening to Stop Talking During Movies. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of Stop Talking During Movies. I'm your host, Sick, also known as Jesse Luke. Um, today I'm going to rank the last five movies that I watched. I got some, all four of the five movies that I'm going to talk about are first time watches for me. Um, the number one movie is a movie that I'd watched previously, but went back and rewatched it to see how I felt about it. Kind of hate when that happens. I wish all, you know, I try to make it so where all the five movies I talk about are new watches to me. Um, but that didn't happen this week or this episode. Um, so for this episode, I have a two movies that I think are okay. Um, they're okay in different ways, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, which, okay, in my ratings, uh, two and a half stars, if you care. Um, then I have a very good movie, and... Uh, oh, wait, I'm getting lost here. Yeah, then I have a very good movie, a great movie, and an exceptional movie. Almost a masterpiece for me. All right, uh, let's just jump into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Platinum Grill, back in the building, doing it big. Um, before Sick comes on here and blabs about the last five films that he watched, I just want to rate and review the movie that won the best picture last year, Parasite. I got to be honest, I started this movie, and I'm going to be real with you. I didn't understand half of what they were saying. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, like... You know, I'm going to go out on the limb, but I'm pretty sure they weren't even speaking English half the time. You know what I mean? So I was like, first of all, I don't really know what's going on. I know it's a bunch of Chinese people and shit. And they were like trying to like come together as a family or something. Like one dude was going into the house and like the chick was like, all right, you can come in here. If you know the Chicago Bulls or something like that, like if you know the lineup of the Chicago, but something I, I couldn't really understand it, to be honest. I'm not trying to be uh, offensive or anything, but I just couldn't understand these uh, people. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, all these Chinese people were trying to get up in this fucking house and shit, and I didn't know what was going on, I was like, why are they calling it Parasite, you know, you know what I mean, like, there's no parasites in this movie, you know, it's the quarantine, it's COVID-19 right now, so I thought we were gonna get, like, uh, you know, like an exposition or an expo explanation or something like that, or an extra thing about, uh, quarantine or something like that, I was like, man, I had to turn it off, to be honest with you, I couldn't finish the movie, um, I'm pretty sure nothing happened at the end of that movie. I'm pretty sure it ended pretty poorly like it began, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there wasn't anything good that happened at the end of that movie. So, yeah, I mean, for real, like, I I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but you gotta learn how to speak English a little bit better before you make a movie, you know what I mean? So, that's my review of the, the best picture movie last year from the Oscar, you know what I mean? And I, I don't know why they gave that the Oscar, you know what I mean? So... It is what it is. It's your boy, Platinum Grill. I am going to let Sick come on here and rank the last five movies he watched. Uh, Y'all go check out my album. It's called Salt Lake City Thug. You know, I just be talking about, you know, thugging in Utah. So uh, get at your boy. All right. One love. The fifth best movie that I saw over the last five. God, I was really looking forward to this movie. I really... I really was looking forward to it. I wanted to like it. I thought I was going to like it. This movie is The Lodge. So, how would you feel about going to the mountains for Christmas with Grace? 
She really wants to get to know you guys. That's our mom's hat. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay? I don't want to leave you here with the kids if you're not feeling up to it. Uh, I'm feeling fine. It was my idea, and it's a couple days. I can do a couple days. Okay, guys, I'm off. Have fun. What is that? That's crazy. Everyone committed suicide except for her. Repent, and you will find salvation. Guys! Things are very uncomfortable between us, and we're stuck in a house together. The Lodge, directed by Veronica Franz, um, starring Riley Keough, Jade Martell, um, Leah McHugh in here, the little girl, she was pretty good, Richard Armitage, it's, it's very, Alicia Silverstone's in here for for uh, a short time, um, I shouldn't say that, um, okay, so why didn't I like this movie, I, this, so this movie, um, on my little rating system, it's, uh, I rated it as an almost good movie, but it's not really an almost good movie. It's an almost great movie. It's an almost exceptional movie. This is this movie is just there's so much great about this movie. There's so much great about this movie. Um it's it's um the feel of this movie. The feel of the movie. The uh, the the way it's shot, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. There's some really, really good performance. Everybody performances. Everybody in this movie is just doing great things, and I really, really love the music. Basically, I loved almost everything about this movie except for the goddamn story, the plot, the script. It was so goddamn absurd, so dumb. This was a disjointed, dreamlike movie, but in a bad way. This wasn't Requiem for a Dream, uh, dreamlike. You know, this wasn't Mother. Uh, it dreamlike. This was just the worst version of that. It felt, it just felt, it, it was just so goddamn absurd. Now, I can't really talk about, there, there's so many plot holes, plot contrivances. The characters are completely inconsistent. Um, it's just a horrible story, and I can't really talk about it too much without spoiling the shit out of it. So, um, Maybe I'll do that at the end of this uh, ep- this podcast. If I do, then it will be there. And if I don't, then it won't. But yeah, I don't want to, you know, without t- without spoiling anything, I can't say what's wrong with this movie, but it is just, there are plot holes and just so goddamn, goddamn gigantic that the characters don't, they're just not well fleshed out. This is just a horrible story. This is the worst story paired with, uh, everything else is great about uh great around it that I've ever seen in movies. Like it's just great stuff anchored to a horrible, horrible story. So yeah, the lodge did not like the lodge. Um, well, you know, th- that's the funny thing. It's not that I didn't like it. I actually kind of liked it um, because of all the other things. Like I said, the music, I really love the music in, in this movie. They did some really cool things with like organs that I thought was, <clears throat> was perfect. It, they use music, not as like a jump scare, like a sting or anything like that, but it kind of was that 
it was much more subtle than that. It was done in a very, very creative way. I just really liked it. I like that, that about it. The, the way this movie started out, got it without you. Like I said, I don't want to spoil it, but if you haven't seen this movie, but this movie starts out with a bang, literally very, very good, strong, solid, solid beginning. I thought I was in for something really good. But then, like I said, the story just falls apart completely. I dislike The Lodge. And it looks like a lot of people really like The Lodge, which I must be in the minority here. I just found it absurd. The story was absurd. All right, and this is where, uh, when I go to my number four movie right now, this will um, probably anger some of you. But if you've seen The Lodge and you're just like, the fuck are you talking about? The Lodge was not that bad. And then you hear that I rate this movie above it, which I really do, because this movie, I think they're in the same level. They're in the same class, I guess. They're both two and a half star movies for me, almost good movies. But this is in a different way. This is like a a bad movie being brought up by what's good about it, whereas The Lodge is a great movie being brought down by what is horrible about it. So this movie is from 2018. Um, it's called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. Now, you think I'm joking. That is literally the title. The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. My grandfather used to tell me stories all about this one soldier. As he got older, the stories got stranger. Some I believed. Others I don't know. But it wasn't describing a man. Wallet. Keys. It was more like something mythic. Legendary. You didn't pull any swords from any stones, did you? But you might have done something. Something bigger, maybe. So how have you been? You look a little tired. What's bothering you? Things I could have done differently. Regrets. I shot someone during the war. I never wanted that. Even if he had it coming. And he did. Directed by Robert D. Chris, uh, how do you say that again? Chris Kowski. Uh, yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, starring Sam Elliott, who is very good in this movie. Um, Caitlin Fitzgerald and Adrian Turner. Um, Larry Miller's in here. Ron Livingston uh, for a short period. Um, this movie is as absurd as the title suggests an extremely absurd premise premise about, uh, it's about a dude, a man who shot, killed Hitler, a dictator guy. Um, and then he decided he's going to go, uh, kill the Bigfoot, not Bigfoot, the Bigfoot absurd movie. Um, there's some absurd scenes in this movie that take place a bit of dialogue between, Sam Elliott and his brother in the movie. Um, uh, what's his name? Larry Miller, <laughs> which by the way, I love when they do this in movies. Um, I was unclear on who the hell um, Larry Miller was playing at first. It was like Sam Elliott walks into the barbershop and, and Larry Miller starts giving him a very, very fake haircut. You can tell there's no cutting of hair taking place or, or no even attempt. Like Larry Miller does not look like he's ever held a brush or a comb or a pair of scissors in his life. It's horrible. And uh, I'm like, well, who is this? Who is this? And then they ham handedly just throw in 
you know, Larry Miller's like, oh, I'm your brother. You know, I'm your brother. I've, I've seen you, blah, 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 but I've never seen you like this or something like that. It was so, so, uh, such bad exposition. Um, but what is good about this movie? So overall, I'm positive on this movie. It, it commits to its absurd, absurd premise. Um, I think it would have been a much better had it been, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been as unique or like strange or odd if it just called itself the man who killed Hitler. And it was about that. It was about the dude that killed Hitler and then we covered it up or whatever. Um, but they had to throw in and then the Bigfoot and it was just completely absurd. Um, but they commit to it. There's some, there's some dialogue scenes between like, oh, that's what I was getting to Sam Elliott and his brother, Larry Miller, where they just are casually talking about him having to go up north to kill the Bigfoot. And it's just completely, you know, there's, it's done in a comedic way, but not overtly like it's, it's done in a dramatic way, but also it's comedy. It's, it's a strange, strange combination. They really commit to the drama. They act as if this is actually um, a dramatic movie that, that has real consequences. They're, they're, um, they're, I don't know. They're just really committing to it. So, and it's funny as shit um, because they commit to it. Not now when I say it's funny, it's not like there's laugh out loud moments in this movie. There's not. Um, but when you're just listening to some of this dialogue, you're like, what the fuck? What are they? What? Anyways, um, there's a few really good lines in the movie, um, that, that, uh, there's another, um, conversation between Sam Elliott's character and Larry Miller. And, uh, I really, that like it's midway through the movie and he's just basically like, you know, a liar always lies and a, and a good man is always good. Something to that effect. It was just a, <laughs> that's shitty that I say I liked it, but now I can't remember it. I can't quote it, but really good line there. Um, uh, there's a, the last scene between, or I don't, without giving too much away, but there's an ending scene near the end of the movie between, uh, Barr and Maxine's character. Barr is the, playing the young, uh, or Barr is the young, uh, God damn it. I'm getting all over the place. Barr is, uh, the young Barr, which, <laughs> oh God, I'm all over the place. Calvin Barr is the main character of the, of the movie. And that's Sam Elliott's character. He's, he's the old version of Calvin Barr. The young version of Calvin Barr is Adrian Turner. Um, Adrian Turner. Okay. So Adrian Turner's having a conversation with his sweetheart before he goes off to World War II, uh, to go kill Hitler, as the title suggests. And, uh, near the end of the movie, uh, this is their conversation is taking place and there's some really good bits of dialogue there. Really good. Um, I don't want to give it away what happens there, but I really liked it. And it, it kind of, at that moment, at the end of the movie, I thought about, I, that kind of, that's when it kind of hit me. It was like, man, just make this movie, the man who killed Hitler, bring in this love story here that, that you're, that you're kind of attaching to this movie and make that movie. And it, I think it would have been a much better movie. Um, but it wouldn't have been as unique. It wouldn't have been as, uh, uh, strange and, uh, bizarre and you know just like a different out there movie which i really appreciated um the more i think about this movie i i like it a little more um i when i i was telling my wife about this the other day and then i thought like midway through me telling her it i kind of just cut myself off and i was like i think i like this goddamn movie i think it's a good movie but um i never bought you know what's bad about it obviously it's an absurd movie it's hard to care about much that's going on because it's so stupid and absurd um, and I never bought Sam Elliott as a badass in this movie. He, you know, he has the voice and the timber and, and the, and he's obviously a great actor, but 
he just looked like a feeble old man that could barely move around. I never bought him as a badass. And when he was young, the young version of him, I never bought that person as a badass, as a man that could kill Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Never bought it. Um, yeah, uh, the fakest thing about this movie was Larry Miller pretending to cut hair. That was the fakest thing about this entire movie. The most absurd thing about this movie. That thing, Larry Miller cutting hair was almost as absurd as The Lodge. Almost. All right. <clears throat> the next movie on my list. Uh, this is the third best movie that I watched over the last four. This movie I was also looking forward to, much like The Lodge. And I was not disappointed. I was slightly, slightly let down a little bit, but not really. I really, really like this movie. Almost love this movie. This movie is also from 2020. It's also a horror film. It's called The Relic. When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Gran? Mom? Mom? She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. Do you know where you were, Mum? I suppose I went out. What's this? I was on the property when your grandfather inherited it. His mind wasn't there in the end. You can't put Gran in a home. She can't live on her own anymore. She has to be watched. Everything all right, Gran? I thought this was where it got in. Who? Whoever was coming into the house. Mum, what is it? It's here. Under the bed. There's nothing under the bed, Mum. Will you check for me? The Relic, directed by Natalie Erica James, a new filmmaker. Um, this movie is, uh, it's a horror film. And what I really loved about this movie, I mean, loved. Uh, well, yeah, before I get it, well, I'll just tell you that. What I really loved about this movie was the subtext. The subtext is all about Alzheimer's and dealing, not just Alzheimer's, but dealing with and caring for loved ones at the end of their life when they're elderly and they're old. And I had just gone through this last year with my grandma and <clears throat> it really hits home. I feel like this movie captures that feel, but, uh, or that, that emotion or that's that, a uh, series of emotion or that whole entire scenario. Um, but it is a bit distracting when you throw in the horror and the, the supernatural elements. The not as actually the biggest flaw for me in the movie is the supernatural stuff and the horror. Um, you know, my two favorite movies from the last two years were Hereditary and Midsummer, which were similar movies where they were about something else, but they had a, a strong subtext, but it was layered over by uh, horror and uh, the supernatural which is similar to this movie, but this movie 
the supernatural and the horror elements really distracted from what was beautiful about this movie. So this movie works best as a metaphor, much like uh, Aronofsky's mother, which I really loved. Um, but it's not nearly as entertaining or well fleshed out. It's almost distracting that this movie incorporates the supernatural. Um, it just feels very unnecessary. Like every time the supernatural stuff started happening, it was a little bit intense for sure, but it wasn't, it wasn't done in a great way. And it just was distracting. It was like, uh, now we're going back to this. Um, I just feel like there wasn't enough thought. Maybe it needed to be a longer movie. That's a, that's very possible. Uh, did I say well thought, well thought out, maybe it needed to be a little longer. Um, it just felt like the supernatural aspect was just attached on afterwards. Um, there was nothing deeper. It didn't feel deeper. The supernatural element didn't feel deeper. It didn't feel like it had a story behind it. Um, but with that being said, the supernatural aspect of it and the horror element and all that stuff that came in at the end um, was great. This movie has a, a very, very good ending. A very good ending. That, I mean, honestly, the, by, you know, four or you know, four fifths away the way through the movie, I'm thinking, okay, this is just a run of the mill horror type movie. I'm, I, it's, it's okay. It's an okay movie. It, it was fun. Um, but it's nothing great. And then the ending, I really love the ending. I've heard people complain about the ending. I've heard people love the ending. I I'm on that end. I loved this ending. Um, it brought it up in my estimation considerably just from that ending. Um, it was very bold. I could see people hating it, but I found it extremely touching. Um, especially given that I just went through this with my grandma. Um, this ending kind of reminded me not how to say it's not, it just reminded me of, Annihilation, the ending of Annihilation. Not that it's the same thing, but but that they just really swung for the fences and and really wanted to do something very strange and and bold at the end. And I really love that. I I love this ending. Um, maybe that's you know that can could be considered kind of a spoiler. Me just talking about how great the ending is, and then maybe you get there if you haven't seen it. And you're like, oh, what the fuck. Um, anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah, I really did connect with uh, this movie, uh, especially the subtext. Um, but not necessarily the story that was layered on top of it. I think there was great performances here. Um, uh, okay, regular stuff that went on in the movie, like in terms of the horror and all that stuff. And a magnificent ending. So, yeah, I uh, liked it overall. Actually, I really like this overall. Um but I didn't quite love it. Um, I did really like it, though. Very good movie. Could make the top ten at the end of the year. Probably won't, but it's. I think it's right on the, the cusp there. I really liked a lot about it, and I didn't really hate anything of it. There was nothing bad that I just really disliked in the movie, but there was a lot that I was just kind of meh on, and uh, a lot that I liked, and then a few really, really great things at the end that I loved. All right, the relic, or not the relic. I don't know if I called it the relic before, but relic, twenty twenty, very very good movie. All right, the fourth best movie, fourth best, the second best movie that I watched over the last four. And again, this might get my film snob card or my film snob knob card taken away from me. But god damn it, is this a great movie? Also from twenty twenty, Palm Springs. 
It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water! Palm Springs, directed by Max Barbacow, starring Andy, Andy Samberg, uh, Christine, or Kristen, or Christine, yeah, Christine, I think it's Kristen. Milo, Milo, Milo T, Milo T, sorry, God, I'm screwing her name up. She was awesome. J.K. Simmons was fucking awesome. Andy Samberg, already said, was fucking awesome really love this movie this is a great movie this one i am quite certain will make my top 10 at the end of the year i love this movie it was funny throughout it's a it's a very well done twist on groundhog's day uh you live the same day over and over again um very funny they just jump right into it that's what you're you get right away i mean i would have loved knowing nothing about this movie only that it's andy samberg you know and and a funny movie that would have been awesome going into it like that but Every trailer you see and even the description, everything you know about the movie, anybody talking about it, that's what they say right away. It's a Groundhog Day movie. Okay, we get it. Very funny throughout. I bought the love story, really bought the love story, um, which was key. If you don't buy the love story here, um, then I can see just not really caring. It's just a, a light, fluffy comedy movie. I can't see anybody saying this is a bad movie. Like, that. that's absurd. This is not a bad movie in, in any sense, but... Oh, I guess that's the thing with comedy. If you don't laugh, it's a bad movie. But um, I bought the love story. I laughed a lot. Um, the subtext of the banality of life and marriage and all that, uh, I really dug. I thought was very well done. Um, and, though I think, you know, the banality of life and marriage eventually in this movie was... Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. But it is... It's not just completely painted that way. It's also painted as an extraordinary and meaningful thing. And, and uh, it was very potent to me. This movie is very potent. It really hit home. J.K. Simmons' character was fantastic. Loved him. Um, <clears throat> the everyone has... The, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's not, though. The everyone that uh, the everyone has to find their Irvine scene was very touching, very funny. Um, yeah, I was really invested in every character. Um, in the love story, I was invested in J.K. Simmons' character. The plot was very clever, very well executed. Um, a lot of these, a lot of the little subtleties that made this movie all that much better were just all these little things. I mean, there's just so many small little things that, that just really added to this movie. Nothing really seemed meld in. It was all very well done. A clever, fun, smart, funny, and emotionally, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to say gripping, but um, you know, you, you're, I'm, I was emotionally invested movie. Um, really love this movie. Love this movie. It's a four-star movie for me. I I can't... I mean, unless this year, 2020, the year of the quarantine, the year of Hollywood shutting down, unless this year is just an incredible year in movies, I don't see how this movie's not in my top 10 at the end of the year. Really loved it. Did, and I did not expect that at all from this movie. I thought I was going to like it, but there's I did not anticipate loving this movie at all. But I did. Love this movie, Palm Springs. All right, the number one movie that I watched over the last five... This one is a rewatch. 
Um, so it's kind of, you know, eh. but I know that the first time I watched this movie, I really liked it. I really appreciated it. I felt it was something different. Um, I remember, well, I'll just tell you the movie and then we'll talk about it from 2011 melancholia. Enjoy it while it lasts. I myself hate marriages. She ruined my wedding. I will not look at her. Is everybody in your Melancholia, directed by Lars von Lars von Trier, director of the Antichrist or not the Antichrist, Antichrist, the Nymphomaniac series. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the House that Jack built, which I haven't seen yet. Got to watch that. Um, especially a Dogville. Um, especially after I watched uh, Melancholia again, because I fucking love this movie it's a depressing goddamn movie but i love this movie i knew i really liked it before and I, and like i was about to say before as i was talking to a friend one time and we were she brought this movie up and i said oh my god yeah melancholy i feel like has one of the best villains in all movie history and she she kind of looked at me strange and i said i think the planet is a goddamn villain that planet that's coming towards the earth uh, melancholia it's a goddamn villain if it's not a villain it's it's at least menacing it's that dark thing coming towards us and then when i watch this again i kind of walk that back a bit it's not a really a villain per se but um well we'll get into that so the movie opens up uh this movie so going into this movie i can understand nobody or a lot of people not really liking this movie because it is a depressing movie it, it's that's kind of what it's about. That's the subtext. And it's not just the subtext. It's the top layer of the movie as well. Depression, basically. Um, so it starts out with some beautiful, beautiful opening scenes. Um, really uh, highly, uh, very, uh, what is it? <laughs> Extreme slow motion shots that are beautifully done. If I did a top 10 best opening scenes, this would very likely be on that list. Um, great, great opening scene. No dialogue, just beautiful music and beautiful imagery. Really loved it. Um, there's a great cast here. Great, great cast. Kristen Dunst, uh, Kristen Dunst is perfectly, perfectly cast. This might be, again, like top 10 opening scene. This might be top 10 casting or top 10 perfect casting. Kristen Dunst is perfect as the depressed, um, melancholic, uh, female, uh, lead it doesn't need to be female don't know why i threw that in sexist and sexist she is perfect for this role her performance is brilliant she embodies melancholia um she has oh god that she does a superficial smile that just paints it on paints it on for the 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 uh people that all gathered for her wedding and that's how it opens up the movie opens up at a wedding with a wedding her wedding to um uh, Eric from True Blood. Um, what's his name? Oh, I forget his goddamn name. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, she's getting married to him. Um, she paints that superficial smile on several times, which I loved. I was like, God, this is such a good performance. Beautiful performance. She is so incredible in this movie. Um, 
right away, I'm just like, God damn it. I love this movie. I am like, yeah, I, what I thought about this movie before is exactly right. And if not, if not even that it, I'm underplaying it, you know, I really liked it before, but God damn, I love this movie. So the first third of the movie, or maybe even more is just her wedding. Um, a lot of, a lot of just handheld shots with, um, you know, shaky camera and beautiful scenery and just giving you the atmosphere of the the movie. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, God, I don't really like the, uh, I don't like the handheld camera moving all the jittering all over the goddamn place. Didn't like that, but that's like nitpicky. Um, it kind of kept distracting me, but there's some beautiful things being shot on that camera, being captured by that camera. So, you know, I'm letting it go. And then the performances, the performance, especially from Dunst is just, I'm loving it. I, I love it. And everything just starts to unfold beautifully. And then, and not, there's no mention of this goddamn planet, which I mentioned, which is kind of sucks, but it was an older movie. I think, you know, that this, you know, there's about a planet colliding with earth that's there. So halfway through the movie that is revealed, which is a great, great choice. Um, God, I feel like I, that's kind of a spoiler. No, it's not. It is not. You, you know that going in. I knew that going in. Everybody knows that going in. Um, and this movie just to me, I took this movie as a metaphor for the inevitability of death and how people deal with it. Kristen Dunst's character deals with it in a very um, depressed and just kind of a way, a way of giving up. Like there's nothing means anything if we're all going to just die. And that the planet melancholia death is just going to hit us and just take us away. And everything we ever loved before and everything we've ever cared about is all gone in the, in an instant, nothing matters. And she plays that nihilistic who cares role. And I, and I really thought it was very well done. Um, um, yeah, it kind of just like poses the question: um, Does the inevitable does, does this inevitability of death and and melancholia in this movie render life meaningless? Is it is like all of our fun nothing more than trivial rituals feeding design uh, feeding <laughs> rituals designed to keep us busy at the wedding until we're inevitably split with everyone we pretend to love? Like the wedding is life and. And uh, we are just going through these little rituals and pretending that that every all the shit matters when it doesn't matter because melancholy is going to crash onto Earth and we're all just going to be obliterated anyway. So what does it matter? Um, you know, does work matter? You know, they they bring in her boss in this in this movie and it's like he's very focused on work and he's very uh, you know talking to her about her job and she's painting on a smile like oh thank you boss you just promoted me awesome. And it just comes to a head where it's like, look, none of your shit matters. Your job doesn't matter. Your our work doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's it's beautifully done. It's dark. It's depressing, but it's beautifully done. Um, everybody's just kind of, you know, they portray everybody just as playing, pretending happy until the inevitable happens. Um, the husband of Kristen Dunst's sister in this movie, what he does near the end of the movie was very very uh, subtle as well, a very uh, subtle take or not subtle take. It's a very interesting and cutting and telling take on these people that um, are super optimistic about everything until they're confronted with the harsh reality of life and you see what he does. And it was really good, I think. And then the sister, the way she deals with everything, you know, she actually does care about everything that death is coming to claim and 
she's a beautiful character. She has feeling. She loves. She has feeling. She has love. She has caring. She's a caring person. <clears throat> and her facing the reality of everything coming to an end. And then there's a child here. He gets to face what what does it mean to face down a planet that is going to destroy Earth? In and i.e., what does it mean to face death? You know, like all these things are just a beautiful, beautiful portrait of despair, sadness, and the meaningless meaninglessness of our existence. Um, of course, I don't agree with that thing. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with this, or I think that's a that's a accurate portrayal of life. I don't actually. I think the opposite. I, I take a more an optimistic point of view there, but it's just a beautiful portrait of that interpretation of death and the me and life. I think, and I and uh, the, yeah, like I think if the if 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 um reality, if our reality was a painting. This movie represents the dark colors of that painting that contrast the light colors, the optimism, the beauty, the love. This movie is the darkness to that. And I I think it's just great. I think it's an all time great for me. I really love this movie. It's four and a half out of five for me. I don't even know why it's not five. It probably should be a masterpiece in my in my mind. I I just know that this is how I rated it right away I, I, or the, uh, the next day. Um Maybe because there's not, I, I don't know, it, it, it should be a masterpiece. Maybe it is a five-star movie for me, but I really love this movie. I just think it's an all-time great, um, I, I don't, I, but this is the thing, I wouldn't recommend this to everybody. There's a lot of people, my buddy Talon, if he, uh, if he was looking for a movie, I would not be, oh yeah, Melancholia, you gotta watch that. Or, and you know, he likes movies, he loves movies. There's a lot of people that I would not recommend this to because it is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a depressing movie. It's not a feel good movie. Maybe that's why it's not a five star movie for me, because this is not a movie that I really care to go back and revisit. But with that being said, since I've watched this movie last week, I've watched several scenes from the movie since then. So that is telling you something. I don't know. Maybe I'm underrating this movie, but I love this movie. Um, Got to watch more of Lars von Trier's work. I really want to get to Antichrist and I want to get to the house that Jack built need to watch those movies. And I will based on this because I really love melancholia. All right. That's the last five movies that I watched ranked. Um, hit me up at STDM podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Disagree. Um, wherever you see this episode posted, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, uh, comment underneath. Let me know if you disagree with me, if you agree, where you agree, where you disagree. Um, message me on Facebook, whatever you want to do. Also, uh, my boy Platinum Grills album is a completely fake and, uh, he's not a real person. So don't try to look up that album. Although I would like to do that one of these days, but you can go check out my music at syqs.bandcamp.com or just on iTunes under SYQ, uh, or anywhere else, Spotify, all that stuff, SYQ. Um, but that's not movie related. So who gives a fuck? Um, yeah, go check it out. Um, until next time, which I'm going to be bringing back my wife pretty soon. We've got some topics we're going to talk about. I love doing episodes with her more than solo episodes. Um, anyways, yeah, hit me up. Let me know what you think. All right, until next time, stop talking. There's going to be drama. Talk during my horror, then there's going to be horror. Talk during my comedy, that don't bother me. All right, really quick on The Lodge. The Lodge. Are you fucking... These are spoilers, by the way. Are you fucking telling me that... 
these kids are going to be perfectly conniving and perfectly planning little evil bastards the whole time they're they're planning out this uh they're planning out the demise of of the woman that's coming in to take their mother's place um oh which by the way before i get it god i'm all over the place before i get into that that opening suicide uh suicide scene uh Calicia silverstone fucking amazing so goddamn good that is a beautiful beautiful scene I love the way that took place. Um, so out of, I mean, I kind of expected that was what was coming, but then when she did it, the way she did it so quickly and just such a, so well done. Love that. But back to the kids. Are you telling me these kids are going to do all this shit? They're going to plan everything out meticulously and get her to go slowly insane. And it's all just going to work out perfectly. And they're going to be cool with it. And they're going to be evil, especially the little girl. This uh, little girl is going to be, you know, that smart and that good of an actor. And the little boy is going to be that good of an actor to do all these things. And this woman is not going to be able to find this shit downstairs and where, where it was hidden and all that stuff. And she's not going to be able to figure out what's going on. And everything's just going to completely coalesce and come together. The storm is going to come there at the right time to keep them in the house. All the stuff's going to come together perfectly. And then she's going to go wander outside, uh, trying to find you know are wandering out into the storm trying to get help trying to get out of the situation and then she comes upon the cross house which is fucking cool and all this stuff is really beautiful it's all great but and then she's going to come back um and then they're going to slowly but surely confess to her that they made it all up but she's not hearing any of it she knows it's true she's insane she knows her you know all the shit's real so now she's gonna go back into her mode and the kids knew this the whole time but now all of a sudden the kids are sniveling little bitches and they're afraid of her and they don't know what to do and oh my god she might die if she's out sitting out there on the porch what have we done are you fucking kidding what do you mean what have you done you've been doing this the whole time she could have died 10 times before that her sitting on the porch she could have been dead 10 of those damn times and now all of a sudden you're freaked out thinking she's going to die. Now all of, now all of a sudden you're uh, worried about her dying. Now all of a sudden you're scared, you're freaked out by her when this whole time you're freaking her out and you're you're uh, super confident and scary and you know all this shit. So dumb. These characters are not consistent at all. They just switched up based on the goddamn plot. So dumb. And then all so the little girl's talking to the dad, right? The little girl's talking to the dad on the cell phone. Not once does he say, "Hey, where's Where's uh, my fucking girlfriend that we're newly in love and we want to, you know, we, we just love each other so much. Where is she? Why can't I talk to her? Oh, I can't talk to her this time. I can't talk to her that time. You're talking to the little girl on the phone and you're not going to ask to talk to the, the the girlfriend. And then when or get suspicious, like, God, I haven't talked to her for a while. She hasn't called me. I haven't called her. I wonder what's going on. So dumb. So absurd. What the fuck are we? Yeah, it's so dumb. And like. Really, you're going to try to convince this lady that you're in limbo? That's your fucking go-to? Like, if this movie would have actually been that, that they were in limbo, how fucking cool would that be? Um, without the kids trying to plan shit. Maybe the kids try to plan out something to, like, trick her or get back at her, but they're clumsy at it, and then maybe they all die somehow, and then now they're in limbo. That would have been awesome. There's so many things that could have made this movie great, but I just... The story is so dumb. It is so dumb. I It, it made me angry midway through. I was like, oh, these kids... Because the whole time you're thinking, yeah, they are planning it, right? They put the little candles in there. So, you know, they're planning something. And I knew that right away. I was like, okay, they're going to try to plan to fuck with her. I get it. But then when things started happening, the whole time I'm thinking, 
that better not be where this is going, that they're really planning all this. Oh, he hung himself right when he hung himself. I'm like, he's not. Oh, my God. So now they're going to say that he's practiced hanging himself. And now that's how he's going to freak her out. And she's going to come in at the right time. And he's going to hang himself. And God damn it. So dumb. Oh, yeah. There were so many things that were great about this movie, but so much. It was just fucking ridiculously stupid. So, yeah, this is the biggest letdown like this. It was a huge letdown for me. I, lo- I loved a lot about it, though. That's a that's the crappy thing. This is like a two and a half star movie, two and a half star movie for me, which is like an almost good movie or an OK movie. But it's not almost good. This is almost exceptional. There's so much that's good about this. Anyways, that's my spoiler about The Lodge. If you have seen it, then maybe you disagree with me or like, no, that actually makes sense. I think kids would do that. I think that that actually. Oh, my God, you're thinking too much about it. Like you should just fucking stop. You're overthinking it and you're making it stupid. Oh, you think that's absurd? But like, um, what's his name? Seeing dead people is not absurd? No. Okay. Anyway. All right. Anyway, stop talking during movies. Watching the drama, baby. Don't ask what, 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 what just happened? When we're watching a scary movie, don't say. Whoa, 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 that was scary. When we're watching a drama, baby.